Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the, the podcast. podcast. So, babe, I think people want to know about us a little more. I think we should tell them. Well, I was looking fine, handsome online. You slid in my DMs. I was standing on a frozen lake with my dad. And it was Mm-mm. Stop, oh. stop, Sturge. Just speed it up. All right. So, basically, we met online. Almost a year later, we were engaged. And six and a half months later, we were married. So there's so much to our story that we want to share. We always knew we had a mission. We are in no way perfect. Well, we are passionate about helping Christian singles date with intention and purpose for marriage. Hence this podcast. Take a peek into our lives as we handle married life on purpose. There also will be some laughter, some seriousness, and a lot of thought-provoking topics. So whether you are single and dating, engaged, or newlywed, Wait, don't forget the married couples. We want to thank you for tuning in. On to the episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the the podcast. podcast. We got that right. Eighth episode in, and we got our... Nah, more than eight. Eight plus the other ten and the other ten. Eight plus the... Twenty-eight. Get up in the camera. (laughs) Eight plus the other two seasons. (laughs) That's a, I don't know what that was. He's having fun in the background. Yeah. So you get oh. on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. We are so excited and happy that y'all came to join us. There's a cat in our yard. We're happy that y'all came to join us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and we got two episodes left this season. How do you feel about that? I'm all right. You're all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You just all right? All right. That's it? Yeah. I'm sad. You said it? Yeah. Because yeah. we was on a roll. You still is. But we you know we got some things to handle. Usually when we take off for a bit, it's not just because we want to take off. No, nah, we, we got, got some other things going. Some other things going on. We got... All the stuff that we got to do at the house, with mm-hmm. the house, mm-hmm. or the house with the kids. Um, summer's about to be here. So we just got to, you know, kind of take that break and relax. We didn't plan an anniversary trip. Yeah. That's something. I'm looking forward to that. I'd be dreaming of it. Yeah. So we I got agree. things about to pop off for the next season, which will be season four. I can't believe I'm saying season four. Mm, four. Season four. But we're on season three right now. So. Yep. Number eight. Like so that. anyway, we always start off our episodes with a segment called Something, Something interesting. interesting. And uh, the topic today that we wanted to bring up was about couples that prank each other. Yeah. Specifically, the couples that prank each other and showcase this on the internets. On Obama's internets. No, I know. Beyonce's internet. The reason why they're doing it, it gets them a lot of views. So, well, yeah, that's the main reason. They be getting, but some of the stuff I, I, 
That's a lot of stuff I don't agree on. Yes. I don't want to be the ones to be pranking all the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Could we be a couple nah. that pranked? Nah, after pranked. a while, we're like, I know it's, it's bringing that money in, but we're going to have to figure it. Let's prank other people or something because you pranking me the whole time. I'm, I'm going to get irritated. You only going to prank, get pranked because of the how many times I pranked you or just being pranked in general? Yeah, they, that gets old. Does it? Yes. You think it gets old for them? Yeah. You got to constantly do it just to make, pay bills. I'm, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure that's why they got the mansion and everything like that. We're talking about a certain couple. No, there's a, but there's a lot of couples. I mean, there's a lot there's of them. There's a lot of them who have, and they getting paid based off of pranking. But that's mad annoying. But no, I don't, I I think like we could do s different things that are healthy pranking. I think they do so much unhealthy pranking. Oh, yeah. That I think it just becomes too much and it looks toxic and it looks like y'all not really in it to win it or y'all even together. You know what I'm saying? Well, technically, you can. Find ways to do it where it's not really harmful. It looks harmful, but it's not. True. True. Like the main one we saw that everybody's talking back up again about it is how uh, his girl basically deleted his <laughs> game save and cut up his games. And Yeah, you got to break it down for people who don't. I don't understand game save and cut up. And then... <laughs> What is it? What is so basically, it? I know what you mean. Right. What is it? So basically, he had phys physical disc uh -huh. to play his video games from, mm -hmm. and she went and cut those, so he couldn't play those no more. Mm -hmm. And then she deleted his memory of all the progression he had mm -hmm. for however how long. That means all the money he has spent on there, mm -hmm. all the time he spent on there, yeah, all that's gone. Gone. Can't even get it. No backup. Nothing. So I want to ask you. And she had the nerve to put gotcha on there. I want to ask you. Go ahead. If that was to happen to you, if that was a thing, like you have a game, you have a game, mm -hmm. their memory is saved, mm -hmm. and where that would be detrimental. Oh, we would have issues. One, what I don't you, even think you'd be able to get to it. But how would you handle it? Would you? Will we have divorced? What would happen? What would happen with that? Nah, I wouldn't got divorced. <laughs> Is like it's a, it's an issue, but it ain't that deep. But um, what would your initial thing be? What oh, I'll be upset. Like, how upset would you get? Is uh -huh. it would I finally see how how frustrated you are? Like, would I see? I mean, not how frustrated. How the anger that you have not showed me yet? Would no. I finally see that thing? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you would have done I'm it, so do it. If, <laughs> if you was able to do it so many times, then yes, yes. Right. But if you did it like one time, thinking it was funny after we just talked about it. Like, I would be mad, but I don't think you would ever see that side. Not, not yet. What if I didn't show it to nobody? Because you know, you get you, we could get views and we can get money. But what if I didn't even do it for that same, reason? You still at all? have the same reaction, recorder or not? After the fact, I'm talking about still. Okay, <laughs> you would have found out that oh, you ain't making no money off of this. I'm already mad. Like I would have been, I would be mad if you. Oh no, I, <laughs> I, I would still be mad either way. Like either way, if you make money off of it or not. You make money off of that money, mine. You're gonna pay back everything you did, and then you're gonna be playing the game with me. Oh, that's torture for real. Yep, because I can't walk on walls. I mean, I'm walking on walls the whole time, I don't know how to actually fight. Oh, I'm you shoot nothing. Oh, no, that'll be part of the uh, the rules now. I'm down there, you down there with me. Oh, man, that's you wanna, torture. <laughs> you're gonna delete. All right, come on, you're gonna progress with me so you can fill out it. Then I'm gonna delete yours at the end of it. I think I just get, like you said, though, as far as pranking is concerned, I think I just get burnt out. Well, yeah, like, we already don't know how to do stuff 
halfway. This podcast is our most consistent thing that we've done. I mean, we've done a lot of other consistent, but as far as what people can see That's from true. us, so I don't know if I can do a, something else. See, I just thought about it. That's like me going back, like the podcast we just did. You did all that, and I just went in. Yeah. And you would have been it. mad at me. Like, why'd you delete it? Oh, even if I say if it was on accident, you still would mm-hmm. be mad. Yeah. Now, if I, but I did it on purpose. Right. Because you ain't doing this with me. Exactly. And that's, a, I think the other part was the fact that uh, his girlfriend basically is like, it's just a game. And you see how distraught this man is. He right. was here on the floor crying, all this other stuff. But you just like, ah, ah. He's just mad. I don't understand. That's just horrible. Like, even if you aren't a gamer, you know, and you're, you know, you see your husband, significant other on the game, you just know how hard they work and how what they use it for. And that is their relaxation time. And that is something they go back to. They, you know, chilling with their friends, whatever it is. And you just do something like that. That's just totally disrespect. That's just all the way disrespect. So that lets you know about other things that may happen in their life too. It's not just the game. So oh yeah. So yeah. So she's able to go that far. That means she's doing other things too. Right. So consensus is that we would not be a great pranked couple, pranking couple. No, it won't work for us. (laughs) Not at all. Let us know out there if y'all have. Would y'all be a good prank couple? The couples out there, would y'all be good at at pranks? Would y'all consistently do it for the uh, YouTube YouTubulars? Don't know because some people are like, I'm good at pranking. No, you're not. You just like make people some mad. Plenty that go into that too. Like oh, a lot yeah. of stuff you got to get and do and time and thinking. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's content on content. Like you got to constantly think. That's about what I was saying with the, the game one. He, he probably just got a whole nother PS5 with a whole profile and everything like that on there, or a fake profile mm-hmm. and extra games and just cut those up. He didn't really cut the one he actually plays. You saying it for the real oh, yeah. deal? Because I ain't about to put my actual stuff on there. We're going to find the fake stuff and act like it's real. Yeah. That's slash show tires. It'll be a spare tire. I cut the CD on your game. You know I did it because I'm in- insane. That's why I went digital. Anyway, so y'all. <laughs> thank y'all. Can't cut digital. Thank y'all for tuning in to our segment of Something Interesting. Hey. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. So I'm so glad y'all were able to join us for the last segment of something interesting. Y'all know how we do. We have to kind of share about family, life, love, relationships, what's going on in culture and the world. So that's how we do it. So thank y'all for tuning in for that. But guess what, y'all? We got a guest in the His House today. <laughs> we got a guest in the his, his House. You know, we love to pull people in. If there's a as far as a topic, if there's something that we are like, we want to know more about, we're not sure of, and we know that our audience is full of everyone who's diverse, whether you're in relationships, whether you're seeking relationships, you're just single, maybe you're just married and just want to find out more about this. Um, this is what we do. And so our guest that we bring on is just another ear, another person to reach y'all in a different way because we could be talking about what we talk about all the time. So 
So y'all, guess what? We got somebody in his house. His name is Anthony Johnson. He is a co-parenting coach. Y'all give it up, give it up, give it up. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Anthony, thank you for joining us. So let me share a little bit about how I found uh, Anthony real quick. Okay. I, I love to see... I love talking about healthy relationships and I love, so basically I'll specifically, I'll just scroll on the social medias and be like, okay, what kind of topic should we talk about next? What can we do as far as content, all of the things? And I'm scrolling and I'm like the co-parenting coach. Hmm. And so I click on, (laughs) click on the profile and I'm like, what is he all about? And I'm scrolling on, I'm, I'm basically binge watching you know his because it's so like when you you pull people in and um their stories are captivating are you talking about your relationship with your kids and what you're doing now and all that so I was like you know what um we need to we need to have him on and so mm-hmm. that's how we got him here today so <laughs> so before we get started Anthony please can you tell the people who are you who is you what you be doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing a lot of stuff. Sometimes I'll be doing too much. I, I'm trying to figure that out sometimes. Like I, so I mean, right? Like I'm a co-parenting coach, and that and that is a, it's been a long journey to get to this place, right? Uh, you know, so just a little bit about me. I'm from I'm from Buffalo, New York, originally. Okay. Um, born and raised. You know, I'm an Army and an Air Force veteran. Um, so I did 15 years in the Army before okay. I changed transferred to the Air Force. I was an officer in the Army and the Air Force. Um, so leadership was my thing, right? I've, I've always been an instructor in the Army, Air Force. Um, I was an instructor for officer candidate school in the Army mm-hmm. and just, you know, lead, I, I love leadership. And whenever I would go, so that's why I started my business as a, a leadership consultant. Okay. Right? So I started, and so whenever I, whenever I would go and talk to groups about leadership, so I go do, I'll do, I'll do a workshop on effective teams or crucial conversations or mm-hmm. diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And whenever I talked about leadership, I always found myself talking about fatherhood. Mm. And so like all of my, most of my anecdotes and things from leadership came from me being a father because being a father is my most important leadership role. Yeah. So, um, and like, you know, they find, they say, you know, the sweet spot is where you can find something you really love doing and something you can get paid to do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this leadership space is very, it's saturated. There's a lot of people in this space. Yeah. And, but what do I really love? Um, Mm. and it's like being a father. So I was like, it started as me wanting to help fathers. Mm. And then I transitioned into like, all right, I don't just want to help fathers since I do this co-parenting thing. And I saw how much, how, how much fathers needed help in this area. And I'm like, I don't just want to help fathers. Let me help anybody who co-parents. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna branch off to anybody who wants, that's how I started TikTok. Okay. That's how you started TikToks. Okay. I started with a Facebook page for co-parenting fathers. Right. And all I was just reaching out to fathers. So I have a Facebook page for co-parenting fathers. There's close to a thousand members in that group. Awesome. And, and I was like, man, I just I want to help anybody who co-parent. So boom, let me start a TikTok and I'll just talk about co-parenting. Mm-hmm. And it's like I operated under the concept. If you build it, they will come. Right. So if I talk yeah. about co-parenting, whoever filling my content, mm-hmm. you know, I'll draw in people. Listen, that is powerful. That is powerful that it started from just you being, you know, as a leadership consultant, and then you're finding what you're passionate about. You're talking and you're like, it's probably because you saw the target 
audience and you're like and you're zoning in on on what you love to talk about and you being a father mm -hmm. yourself able to match with the leadership and then seeing the leadership you know what 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 you are as in the home and the household and also for your children um and you saw the impact you can give i am grateful and thankful for you anthony for doing this because you come across um people that a lot of times i come across a lot of men you know my family and mm -hmm. there's a lot of generational things and patterns that have happened within the, in the midst of fatherhood. And, yes. you know, and it's so much, and it's, I can't break that. It's hard for me to talk to, you know, my nephews and thinking about my dad. My dad had to do, had to deal with co-parenting as well and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm like, it's so much stuff that we need to change. And as a woman, sometimes, you know, you can say a lot, but it's something different to hear from a man and especially a man has been through and is able mm -hmm. to bring somebody else through. And so that's powerful. Yeah. And I'm sure you're able to see some, and we'll probably talk about that, but able to see some great results from what you've been able to do with a lot of these fathers out there. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's like you said, like a woman can talk to, it's only so much, it's only so far a woman can get trying to get through to a man. It's yeah. just, it's, that's just how it goes. Like if it's an issue that needs to be, um, talked about it needs to be talked about through the um, to the people who are I hate to say who are the biggest culprits of like you know of the this whatever is existing sure. so it's like it's on, like I, I used to work in the field of sexual assault for example right, right. like so I was a sexual assault response coordinator mm -hmm. with the Air Force and because men are usually the one for you know committing sexual assault mm. it needs to be men that are trying trying to solve the problem. Men need to address men. Like women are going to talk about it all day. Like uh, they're going to say, they're going to speak their peace and women are going to, you know, the Me Too movement is all women. Without the support of men, like it kind of, kind of fizzles away, right? Because it's like that you get silenced as a woman sometimes when you're trying mm -hmm. to just speak to men. But men mm -hmm. need to talk to men. Be like, all right, this is how you conduct yourself. This is what, this is what you should and shouldn't be doing, yeah. right? Men, mm -hmm. so if there's a lot of single moms out there, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, for some reason, and just in my experience, right, I'm not going to stereotype, but in my experience, mm -hmm. there's more, I'm dealing with more single moms than I am single dads, right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, dads feel like, they feel more like they, they can walk away mm -hmm. from being a parent mm -hmm. than moms do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, it's almost like moms, they can't fathom you know, you have deadbeat moms too, right? But yeah, like, you do. for the most part, yeah. right? Moms, it's like unfathomable for them to like walk away from their babies. Yeah. Like a dad, for some reason, sometimes dad, they just feel like I can walk away. I can support financially and wherever, but I don't, I can walk away from this. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not, we got to shift that mindset. It's, it's, you have to shift their mindset. And I, and it's, and it's funny because I now it's coming full circle as you're talking that I used to work for an organization that, um, they got their grants and funding based off of fathers. It was fatherhood grant basically for it. Mm -hmm. And so majority of the men that would come in my classrooms, either they owe child support or if this was a last resort before them getting locked up um, mm -hmm. and, or having, you know, having to owe like lots. We was we were able to talk to the courts and the judges and to knock down a lot of their payments and things like that and work okay. out some deals with them. But they would come into our classroom and, um, and just the weight that they felt and it's so much that I knew I could do. And they, of course, they appreciated me. You know, I helped them with building skills, life skills, um, relationship skills, and, you know, 
we would talk about job skills and all that because mainly it was getting them back to work. But I know it was so much weight when I did hear them that usually when a man would walk into the room and talk to them really wholeheartedly, they just they woke up. You know, they they mm-hmm. they talked to me. They were like, "Man, you you encouraged us. We love y'all. The program was great. All of the things." But it was something when a man would speak to them. And we're able to show them the way and really lead them to where they could find success and and re, and not, you know, create those, uh, recreate those patterns that they were into uh, before they got there. So right. I appreciate you for yeah. that. It's, it's something that's powerful when you see it, when you see it, you know, yeah. it's powerful. Yeah. You want to you want to learn from you want to learn from people who've been where you've been. Yeah. Or or or, or are where you're trying to go. Yeah. Right. So like and you feel like can relate to you, you know, same. It's the same with anything else. If you want to if you want to learn how to be a strong business person, you want to you want to learn from somebody who 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 doing it, who's successful. Yeah. Right. So like somebody yeah, like it's the same concept. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So y'all, y'all know what we do when guests come through. We have to ask our three questions just to kind of gauge what their thoughts are um, in regards to marriage and purpose and dating and relationships. But it's it's a start. So we can answer these briefly, Anthony. You don't got to go into depth. But okay. um, so the first question is uh, when we're talking about marriage and purpose colliding, right? When you're talking about that, what does that mean to you? What is your definition of marriage and purpose colliding? So when I think, when I hear the phrase marriage and purpose colliding, like I'm not a very religious man, right? But I'm, I'm a spiritual person. And I, sure. and I believe that things happen for a reason. Yeah. So if you believe that things happen for a reason, mm-hmm. then it's the same as like saying like, God don't make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? It's like, Okay, that's the same way I look at marriage with my wife, mm. right? Like, and wh- when I'm talking about my purpose, the universe or whatever God that you believe in has mm. connected you with this person. Yeah. Right. So, we are now in alignment. Yeah. Right, and we support each other's purpose. Mm-hmm. So, when marriage and purpose collide, it's like that's that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. So you've been brought into my life something like I needed you, mm. right? To not to not to complete me necessarily. Yeah. but to be a part of this vision and this purpose that I see for my life mm-hmm. and maybe even help direct and guide me towards my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so whatever, and then they become almost like I'm traveling on this road and you're traveling on that road. And like now our roads have intersected and we're on the same path together. Yeah. All right. So you supporting me, I'm supporting you. And you know, that's, that's the short answer, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like our just, us combining, us coming together and supporting one another's purpose. Yeah, no, and that's and that's key right there. Just supporting one another. I think that's the key, and that's what you don't you don't see a lot of that, or you don't you don't see a lot of that because not a lot of people are vocal about their marriage. That you can see mm-hmm. the pictures, you can see the Instagram posts, and all that. But what is behind the scenes? We're trying to support one another. That's what we're trying to do. Do we do yeah. it well sometimes? I don't know, but <laughs> but we do the best we can, right? Yeah. The best we can. <laughs> There's so many details that go into that too. <laughs> so many details. Okay, the, the next question is really like, okay, I asked you to come on, but what really compelled you to really come on this podcast and talk to us and talk to the audience? <laughs> because first of all, I don't know, just to be frank, I like connecting with other Black people mm-hmm. and like, you know what I'm saying? Just black people doing their thing. And so I, I love everybody. So just to get but for the for the record, man. You pro everybody. I love, I'm pro everybody, but I love connecting with my people. Right. And and like 
and just and connection. That's what I think. That's what life is about. Life is about connecting with people, um, sharing experiences, conversation. Um, and I'm under the mindset like you invited me on, but I'm under the mindset that I can learn from you too. Yeah. So this is an oppor- This is an opportunity to to give my message to the masses, your audience, and an opportunity for me to learn from you. Yeah. And potentially as well and connect with somebody who has a different experience and a different perspective to me. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's why I'm here. And that's the thing. It's just connection. You know, it's just connection with that, regardless, like you said, regardless of religious beliefs, regardless of whatever it is out there. I want to learn from you. I want to mm-hmm. learn the, your perspective on this issue, whether we agree, we disagree, or whether it's just, you know, far out, or maybe we're on the same zone or whatever. This is this needs to be talked about. Whatever we're discussing is a conversation that needs to be talked about with open ears. So yeah. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Last question is, what are your thoughts surrounding the current state of singles and dating nowadays? What What's happening, Anthony? What is going down? There's so much happening. <laughs> there's so much happening. Like when you talk about, so I'm gonna try to keep this brief, but there's so much you can say about this <laughs> that it's, a, it's, it's like the Wild West out here when people, people wild, date. Wild it's it's so wild. It's like for real. Yeah. It's like, so I wanted, I was actually talking to to my wife about this uh, yeah. a little while, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, I have, there's people in my life that I know personally that, and I think there's a lot of people out there that they think that the missing piece is another person, mm. right? So like they're out here dating, trying to find this missing piece in their lives. Yeah. Like that once I find, all I gotta do is find the right person mm-hmm. and like everything is gonna fall into place. Yeah. When really, like you, you stop swiping and start doing some inner work, mm-hmm. right? Like start, start, stop looking for somebody and start looking for you, searching for yourself Man. and figuring out who you are, who you want to be, yeah. what your, what your values are, what your morals are, what your, you know, what your non-negotiables are, figure, yeah. like what your triggers and your, your, your trauma, deal with all of that stuff. Yeah. And in the process, you may find someone mm-hmm. that are, is on a similar path, right? And like, that you instead of searching for someone mm-hmm. to complete you and like like they're the missing piece mm-hmm. and um and like we live in this age of like authenticity is like mm-hmm. is rare these days so when you so when you come across and you dating mm-hmm. you're very rarely you're coming up you're finding you're, you're you're meeting the authentic version of the person that's in front of you yeah. so it's like you don't know there's so much de- deception and everything out there it's just the dating world is so crazy and you know yeah. i don't know there, there's no, so much that's good that's good and i like what you said because what it reminds me of and what i'm seeing and i talked about it before is once you do the work the self-work behind the scenes before you start dating your palette changes of who you want and who you need in your life absolutely because and so if you don't do that of course you're like i'm i'm not getting the right person i keep swiping this is not working you're getting discouraged from a depression you're like i'm never going to get mm-hmm. married but it's because you're not doing the work or so you really don't remember anything i said i know what it is you've been on that game with all your little friends why they gotta be little friends anyway you still didn't give me time to chill chill what you talking about you got all the time in the world plus you know what? What are we eating for dinner? What do you want to eat? Just pick up something. I don't care. Tacos? We had tacos a few nights ago, so no. Chicken? Chinese? Thai? 
Mm-mm. Ugh. Fine, let's just do tacos. Hold up. You know what? When's the last time we did check-in? We hear all the time about how important communication is in a relationship, and most importantly, a marriage. But what does communication really look like? Well, in the Couples Check-In Communication Game Changer, we provide tips and tools on starting your own check-in. If you feel like communication is failing or that you are both not on the same page or you just want to try something new in your relationship, get this resource today. Visit www.lucreciahaley.com to get yours today. You're not allowing the work to just happen, right? And so you're not right. you're not allowing just let right. it give us some time. What you yeah. rushing for? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like if you keep if you keep meeting the same person, uh-huh. like the, the but like the same version of a different person, like mm-hmm. and you're not and you haven't evaluated why all your relationships are are turning out the same way or ending the same way, and you haven't evaluated what role you played in it. Yeah. Then you're gonna keep like the the life is gonna keep giving you the same lesson until you learn it. Mm-hmm. So. So you have to evaluate, like what, what were my missteps? Like, how, what do I have a problem setting boundaries? Do I have a problem like really um, speaking what I want up front? Like, what are my issues like that are that are leading to the fail or collapse of these relationships? Like, right, or whatever. It's like, so it, it's all. It's not. It, it's probably not all your fault. But <laughs> right. Analyze at least have some do some introspection, like mm-hmm. and, and 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 analyze like what what role you played in. Exactly. Like not going away. Because there was a role. There was a role. Yeah. You're right. What role did I play? Even if depending on how how it went, which way it went, we all have to take responsibility for the yeah, <laughs> whatever for it sure. is. So I appreciate you asking those questions, um, or asking those, <laughs> answering those questions <laughs> for us, and being able to just give your thoughts and perspectives on it because you need listen. It just it's needed, and so I appreciate that. So. Y'all, we're going to talk about this co-parenting stuff. It's a lot, a lot. Let's get that, into um, it. Yeah, let's get into it. A lot of questions. So um, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up to um, our audience and to y'all listening out there, because we know that a lot of you um, listen to us and we appreciate you, but you're single, you're dating, and you may be trying to find someone and they might themselves already have children. But also, mm. you might have children yourself, and you're trying to navigate relationships with the other parents, or trying to date again. You're like, how do I bounce back out after this? What can I do? I have to keep my children in mind. Um, it's a lot of ways that you might be thinking about this in regards to relationships. So I was like, you know what? This is this is the person that we need to talk to. Um, we need to talk to Anthony so he could kind of help us navigate this journey so I can learn more and even I can help folks in my family because I'm about to um, have some people <laughs> in my family contact you today, right? Hey, <laughs> hey, tell them to reach out. I'm here. That's what I do. Okay. And so um, so the first question is um, really the the defining um, really what a co-parenting relationship is. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think we talked about the actual word co-parent like yeah. I don't think that was not talked about we didn't ever say it like that it was always this is your baby mama your baby my baby yeah, daddy sure. we're trying to get along or we're not getting along or we're doing well but we never actually I've never heard the words until recently like maybe in the past you know years or so where yeah. it was we actually used co-parenting so so tell us about that what is co-parenting what is that for people who made you may like what is that and yeah. uh yeah go ahead like in short, it's yeah. it's two people trying, you know, whether no matter what gender they are, 
trying to raise children okay. from two separate homes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, like you're, you're no longer in a relationship, like you, and you know, you could have been in a relationship, you could have been married, you could have been separated, whatever, you could have just had a baby, like, cause y'all was hooking up, but now y'all got to raise a child or some children together, right? Mm-hmm. So this has to be a cooperative thing, which is, you know, co- which co-parent comes from, right? Like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna raise these children together in two different homes with two different set of ideas, two different sets of way, ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure out the best way to do it collaboratively. Right? Mm. Yeah. And and that's the that's the key. <laughs> that's the key right there. It's it's the collaboration for me. Okay, it's the collaboration mm-hmm. for me. And I'm be, in in my in my life as I I grew up and watching um, my aunts um, and uncles and watching the older people in my family and even um, my siblings, them navigate relationships. I just, I always saw the the contention. I always saw, yeah. I never, it wasn't always healthy when I did see it. So when mm-hmm. I was single and I was dating, I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to date <laughs> a man with kids because I right. always saw the bad side of it. Yeah. And so I never saw the good that came out of it. And so I was just so just not going to do it until you get, until I got older. And I was like, well, you know, more than likely I might meet somebody. <laughs> right, so I was, right. I was more open and comfortable um, to doing that. But uh, we're going to get into that. I didn't went ahead, but um, That's okay. as, far as, as far as really like, I want to tell, tell the story behind your story behind your co-parenting journey. Like, um, like where did it, where did it begin to where you were like, you had to to keep this, um, where the relationship, you know, had to go, which whatever way it went. And then you actually yeah. had to navigate waters co-parenting. What was, what was that like for you? What happened in your journey? It was, it was, it was very difficult in the beginning. Okay. I got, because I didn't have my father in my life. And I write it, we, okay. I, we might talk about this, but I write about this in, in my book, yeah. like my I just released released a co-parenting book recently. But oh like, yeah, we don't talk, talk about, about that, Anthony. We cannot leave this. without talking about that. Okay. <laughs> so I talk about this in my book and how, like, me and my kids' mom, we were together for like about you know seven years or so, mm-hmm. and um, you know we had our children. We were engaged. We never got married. Um, but I think like both of us knew that the relationship wasn't. We weren't right for each other. We were trying to stay together for the kids. So I had this idea. And I think like most people might have, if you, if you wanted to have kids, you have this idea of what kind of parent you want to be. Mm. I, my father wasn't in my life. So the father that I wanted to be was the father that provided a nuclear home for his kids. Like that stayed with the mom. We got married. We, you know, I was there every day after school, tucking them in every, in bed every night. That's the mm. father that I envisioned myself being. So when I realized that we weren't going to be together, mm-hmm. it that was it crushed me mm. like because I'm like like I'm about to be a part-time dad it like decimated the the vision of the father that I wanted to be so I was immediately viewed myself as a failure mm. like and the most difficult decision I've ever made to like finally decide like all right well we got to split up mm. and and because it, it was all about how I viewed myself as a father yeah and like in the beginning, it was like, it was contentious, just like a lot of relationships are. Cause you know, we had our, there was, there was some bitterness and, and, you know, with the breakup and, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it's, it gets hectic when you start, people start dating other people and like, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it, it's, there's always something, you know, we point fingers at each other trying, you know, it's, it, it, it became a, a competition yeah. instead of like us being cooperative. Mm. Right. And um, so, you know, it was a slow process. Like we actually lived in the same house for a year wow. after we broke up um, because we were trying to do financially. That's what made the most sense. Right. So and it was tough. Mm. <laughs> and like like we talked about in the beginning of this, it didn't take until we started doing our self work okay. for us, to, for our co-parenting relationship to change mm. It all. Like it all starts with you. Yeah. So until we both started doing that and really were intentional about that, it was it was it was a little hectic in the beginning. Mm. Um, it wasn't easy. So that was just like that's kind of how how we got to got there, and then we've just been working um, to make it really good. We're in a really great we're in a great place. We have a great co-parenting relationship now. Man, okay, okay. So you talked about the self work part, and you talked about the heartbreak that happened. Mm. Right. You talked about how you never imagined you, you know, you, you mentioned you both being together and really raising children yeah. together and, you know, lifelong. So what did it take for you to get out of that? Like, what kind of work did you have to do, first off, to release not having the relationship, to grieve the relationship? Right. And then what yeah. type of work did it take for you to um, to even to even have the the. The relationship that you have now with the other parent, you know, what was that? Because I can imagine how hard that was, you know, to even just to know, like, okay, we're not going to be together, you know. This yeah. is I have to put that in my mind. So talk about that a little bit. So I had to operate under the like if you operate under the mindset, mm -hmm. right? Like the title of my book is called "It's Not About You." Okay. Right. So if you operate under the mindset that this is not about me. Mm. Right. And then like if I how do I separate? So first, first, well, first, if you need to go to therapy, you need to go to therapy. Let's start there. Right. Yes. Like take your butt to counseling, <laughs> go get hire you a coach, go yeah. to therapy. Like it's it's if you it's necessary mm -hmm. for most people, if not all people, right? Yeah. Um, so and have some use somebody to help you evaluate your thoughts and, and what's going on in your mind and your heart. And then understand, like, like I said, if I operate under the mindset that this is not about me and this is, this is about my kids, mm -hmm. then I can start separating my feelings mm -hmm. and, you know, from what is actually best. Mm -hmm. All right. So, like, I got to be able to separate my emotions and my feelings from my decision making process yeah. about what I'm doing with my kids. Yeah. And then it came to, like, this is me understanding getting out that I needed understanding like yo what's working and what's not working I actually did an assessment from this course that I'm going through right now about what are my you know this kind of like evaluates your personality and things like that so yeah. one, of, one of one of the things that I'm I'm hyper I'm hyper like rational or something okay. like that uh -huh. but, um so my rational mind has to take over mm. and be like okay this is not working what else do I need to do Right. So I would go in. It's like you it's like you mm -hmm. like I'll go into a new apartment. Right. And I'm to drop the kids off and it's messy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like, come on, like what? Like, mm -hmm. can we get can we keep it a little bit cleaner? Here? I'm mm -hmm. I'm immediately in judgment mode. Ah, I see right? what you mean. Yeah. So I had to get out of <clears throat> judging the other person. Ooh. Right. Because like we we like it's like we judge people for sinning differently than we do. Mm -hmm. Right. So, oh, your house is messy. Like you can't fathom like how somebody can keep a messy house, right? Yeah. yeah. But they can't fathom how you can bounce from relationship to relationship, 
Right. Right. So it's like you just send in a different way. Like your mess is just different. <laughs> right. So yeah. instead of like thinking about how I can criticize her, how can I support her? Because her happiness is directly correlated to the happiness of my children. So this is not a competition. I don't need to be seen as better. That's And that's about working your own stuff out, right? That's the self-work. Like, yeah. do you think you, do you need to see yourself as better as the other parent? Then you need, you got some work to do. Yeah. Right. Or do you want to, or do you want to team up and be partners with your other parents so your kids yeah. can live the best life that they can live? Mm -hmm. So instead of going in the house, dropping them off and saying, oh, can you clean up in here? While they, while she's giving them a bath and like getting them ready for bed, I'm cleaning up the kitchen. Okay. Or like I'm going in the kids' room and saying, "Hey, let's uh, let me help, let daddy help you pick up in here. Let daddy help you clean up your room a little bit." Mm -hmm. And like now it's a team. Now we're a team. Mm -hmm. Right. So think about how best we can be a team and not work work against each other. Yeah. It's a process. No, that's good. It sounds like you had to just find like you had to go through it in order to. You had to know about yourself and what you were kind of doing that could be could be improved and how to help. It's kind of like you still have to serve the other person, even when yes. you're not like, you know, how in marriage, I mean, you know, in counseling that we went to premarital counseling and all that. It's like you have to serve. It's always a sacrifice that you have mm -hmm. to give. And so yeah. in that, it sounds like there's still a sacrifice, even not being with that person. Like yes. sometimes we just cut it off and be like, well, you done. Are you over there? I'm over here. Right. Why do I have to do the extra? Why do I have to go 100% for you? You know, but you're talking about how the kids in mind and how her happiness leads to the kids' happiness in a happy yeah. household and then vice yeah. versa to you too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like we, like I had to view it as a forever partnership. Mm. Right. Like, so just like my partnership with my wife is forever. Like, we not, if we got flaws, we're not going to like continuously criticize each other for our flaws. We're going to like, we're going to accept that people are flawed and we're yep. going to help each other, help support each other and, 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 and trying to improve as best mm -hmm. as we can. Mm -hmm. It's the same with my kid's mom. Yeah. Like we're in a, we're in a, our partnership is forever because we got kids together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because I know people are like, okay, this sounds really great. Like it yeah. sounds like yeah. it's all it PG, like y'all great now. How long did it take for this to to be okay? Like, how long did it take for it to to get that way to where it is now? Would you say? For us, it, for us, I, you know, fortunately for us, it wasn't too long. Okay. Then, like, so and so, let me preface this by saying, like, that sometimes you, sometimes getting to this place is not possible. I, I want people to know that. Like, mm. people need to know that sometimes Ooh. that getting to this place sometimes it's not possible. So you have every situation is so different. Yeah. Right. Like there may be some people who never be, because we both decided to do the work. What if one person decides that they're not going to do the work? Yeah. Right. You can't make them. You can't Ooh. you can't force them to change. Yeah. So then you then that's when that's where coaching comes into play. Right. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. So but for us, it didn't take long. Why? Because we both had the kids in mind. We both decided we we're going to put the kids first. Mm -hmm. Right, we both decided that we were going to start working on ourselves. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped pointing the finger at her. Mm -hmm. Like I, I made a choice to stop pointing the finger. Mm -hmm. Like and and so what we what we did was what I did. One of the things that I did was I like if we were at my son's baseball if we were at my son's baseball game, mm -hmm. 
I would talk to her. We always communicated. Like okay. I would talk to her about like things that I wanted to improve. Okay. Right. And like I would I would point out my own flaws. Right. Mm. And just like, hey, you know what? Like we'd be at the baseball game. I'm like, you know what? I really want to make sure I'm keeping up with the laundry. Like, like this is something I want to do. I want to make sure like kids were playing a lot of sports. And I, you know, I want to make sure I'm not, I've been feeding it for kids fast food too much. Mm. Right? I want to make sure that I'm like, get, make sure the kids are, are, you know, helping, you know, mm. you know, getting good meals. Like, you know, what she would do, she would send me some crock pot meals or something like that. Or she would say, you know, like, and it was like, and instead of saying, instead of me saying, I want to feed the kids better food. She like, instead of her saying like, say, well, I told you, you know, like, <laughs> like, right. Like that's, that's yeah. what happens in a lot of co-parenting relationships. Yeah. Like yeah. the other person is looking to one up the other one. Right. Mm. So it, it don't, if you, if both people are committed, it don't take long. It don't take long to do that. If they, if both people are committed, it, it shouldn't take long. Basically. If both people, saying. if, yeah, which yeah. is a big if. Yeah. And, right. and I can only imagine depending on how the relationship ended too and oh, yeah. who's in your ear because <sighs> that was that matters. It's family involved is voices from other people, you know, they're, you know, depending on if someone's married or if they're, you know, if they didn't get married, but this, the other person's family gets involved. I've seen it mm. with my own two eyes. Everybody is in the text conversation talking about yeah. what such and such didn't do, Man, you know, so, <laughs> and all that. that's so heavy. That's yeah. so real. That's so yeah. real. Yeah. And it's like hard to, mm -hmm. if you don't know yourself mm -hmm. and you don't, and you're not comfortable, if you don't trust yourselves, yourself and the decisions that you've made in your life, and you've made a lot of mistakes, it leaves you open to mm -hmm. something very dangerous, which is other people's opinions. Woo. Right. So yeah. you, you getting it from your, you getting it from your mother, your grandmother, your yeah. sister and your friends, your, your boys, like everybody got an opinion about something mm -hmm. and everybody ain't the right person to be taking advice from. Mm -hmm. right so so that that's tough that makes it and like you said it depends on how the relationship and just like you said and that's where right. you said like it probably is probably no it might not be a solution you know for that it might just be where like you said you coach that person who's like i can't i can't get through it's just it's yeah. dead end you know yeah. kind of situation so, yeah. yeah that's I, i've had this conversation with a lot of men right because mm -hmm. a lot of times just in my experience mm -hmm. men were the ones who were like cheated or something right so like that's how the relationship ended because the man was cheating yeah. and now she now i got a bitter baby mama and she don't want to she don't want to let me see the kids like she holding that against me because i cheated she like but however right so you have to for my men but for anybody who cheated right this ain't just for my men this for anybody who cheated and you and you were the you were in the wrong like, you're the reason why the relationship ended quote unquote yeah. right and you have to understand a lot of men in those scenarios they want to just move past it and say, okay, can we put to, can we put that in the past and can we just parent our children? Mm, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. Ooh. Right. Like you're like, okay, that's over with. Like, can we stop talking about that? Like, like we gotta parent <laughs> these kids now. That's so hard. But what you but what you don't understand and what you are not factoring in is that you're dealing with a human being, mm -hmm. right? With feelings and emotions. Right. So if so you have to take, so you have to. In a, in, a, in a shorter sense, yeah. you have to understand and treat them like a human being. Mm. And you have to own your stuff. You got you to gotta do what you would want to teach your children to do, is you got to own your stuff and take accountability. Own so if we, still, we, if we still have a, if we still got to work together, I got to own my, it may not work. It may not smooth things over completely, but I at least got to own my stuff. Mm. 
Yeah. Without like pointing the finger, without without then pointing the finger back at you. Right. If I cheated or did you wrong, after after the relationship ended, I at least gotta own it. I gotta yeah. sit down at some point. I gotta say to you, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for the pain I caused you. It has to be sincere and it has to be genuine. Mm-hmm. Like I know that I hurt you. I know that I'm like you know I'm. This makes things difficult because we now we got now we apart. I don't know if we can ever fix it, right? But like, I'm sorry, and I was wrong, and here's why I was wrong. And all like, like you gotta give a genuine apology because sometimes people that that's what they need that, and that's what helps them get to the next to the next step of forgiveness and being in a in a better place with you. So mm-hmm. you, you know, so that could be the first step for a lot of people. Is that forgiveness piece? Is that apology mm-hmm. piece from the person that they were hurt from? You're mm-hmm. saying to mm-hmm. yeah, from, the, yeah. from the person that caused the hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's deep. Like, so when you're talking about your journey um, and as you're working through the relationship or ending the relationship and then now figuring out that co-parenting is what you need to do and, and all these things, um, who did you go to? Like now we know we have you out there as a, somebody to go to, but mm-hmm. who did you go to? Well, who was your escape or the person that you got, you know, you finally were able to talk to and get healing from or figure out what you, you know, the next steps. Everybody needs a mentor, right? Okay. Like mm-hmm. you, like, I think everybody should have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like you find your, you, you, that's why your circle is important. Yeah. Like you, you build and create a strong circle. Mm-hmm. Or if your circle is not strong, you seek out people who, who live by the values that you want to live, mm-hmm. right? Seek out people who have great relationships uh, who have great marriages, who, who, you know, who are doing well in their lives. And you like, Hey, you talk to them and you, and you, and you become a very good um, seeker of knowledge and information. Mm. Right. And you become a very good listener. Yeah. Right. You, you learn how to shut up and listen mm-hmm. to people who, who, who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, and, you, and so, who, so you go to anybody that you can, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And like, really, like, like I said, like your circle matters. If you got like people in your circle, just like talking nonsense, like mm-hmm. you got to do something about that. You and that's what I, and that's it. Your ear. Ooh, the toxic friends, family members, all of that. You're going to have to fight past it. It sounds like you got to fight past it and really know, like, you got to switch your perspectives around. You need somebody to help you do that. Somebody to keep you, I'm sure, accountable so that you can make Absolutely. the right choices or right steps. Okay. Like I'm about to veer off. I need somebody to pull me back. Like I got to go talk to her again. I got to go pick up the kids again. I'm about to, I know what I'm about to see. Like, can you help? You know, all of the things, yeah. all of the things. Yeah. And I can only imagine if some of the people in my life would have had mentors um, to kind of, to go to and someone to have that, be that listening ear. I mean, we were a listening ear to them. Of course we were able to tell them like, okay, just go in there. It's okay. Just come back out. If she's mm-hmm. doing this, don't worry about this. We love you. We love the kids. Just do what you got to do kind of deal, mm-hmm. you know, take the responsibility, but it's just, just needing that person, you know, <laughs> somebody yeah. to be that soundboard. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And if, and if you don't like, and if you can afford it, go to counseling, right. If yep. You can afford it, yep. go to counseling. If you can afford it, get a coach. That's why that's so important. Cause like you, as I mentioned before, if you have a history of like making decisions that didn't pan out, mm-hmm. you just listening to anybody who will give advice sometimes. Oof. Right. And like, yes. you, and you, so because you don't trust yourself enough. Yeah. So like sometimes you, you ask and you get an information from people and it ain't good information. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's not. It's the or you're yeah. listening to folks on social media. Y'all mm-hmm. you passing the word around, like you posting on, you know, sharing things and all that stuff. It's it's just too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Like take Man. that stuff down. That's all voices that you don't need to be hearing right now in order to yeah. make you move forward. And that's for anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go parenting or not, you know, kind of deal. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. So now I kind of want to transition things into this this whole, you know, the dating and relationships. You mentioned it before. Yeah. If, you know, you're now in a healthy relationship, or maybe not, you might not be in a healthy relationship with the other parent, but now yeah. you're like, you separated, you want to start dating, you know, what does that look like? Like, how do you, how do you do it the right way? I know people who do it, have, I've seen people do it the wrong way, you know, mm-hmm. but how should you go about this to where you're respecting the other, you know, the other parent and you're still putting your children first? Like, what does that look like? Or what did that look like for you? So that for us, that looked like, first of all, it looked like communication at first, right? Exactly. Like we got to commute, we have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what, what do we, when it comes to dating, how are we going to handle this? Like if you if you're in a relationship with somebody who you are if you co-parenting with somebody and y'all are communicating somewhat effectively, mm-hmm. communicate on what this looks like. What are the expectations, right? One of the expectations that me and my kids' mom had was that mm-hmm. if we serious if we gonna let somebody meet the kids, we're gonna tell the other parent, right? Like you can have you can it can be whatever it looks like, whatever you want it to look like for you. Like it right. don't have you know whatever whatever works for you. So. Um, but communicate so everybody knows what the expectations are. Yeah. So like you know, just and it can't be like one person dictating and the other person, you know. So it has to be like a collaborative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then like, yeah. I also think like you know you gotta. I know one of some you know that was on that list is like how do you. I don't know if we want to get into this yet, but like introducing like people, you know. You can go ahead. Like, how are you gonna introduce people, or like, when do you introduce the person you're dating to, mm-hmm. you know, your kids and things like that? How does yeah. that factor in? Mm-hmm. All right. For me, uh, for me, you know, I say whenever you know this is starting to get serious. Okay. Right, like some because some people have like. They have, oh, they got like a three month or six month or like mm-hmm. these arbitrary numbers or time frames that really don't mean anything, mm-hmm. right? What what means something, because you know, because you could be dating somebody for however long. And if you know, like, if, if it's not serious, it's not serious. Like, right. like but, if, but if you communicate it with the person you're dating mm-hmm. and both of y'all have agreed, like, yo, like we're, this, this is thing, this thing is serious. Like I'm feeling you, you feeling me. Right. And we want to take this thing to another level more than dating. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as you can after that, I think you introduce the kids into the okay. situation. Right. It don't have, like it could be something small like, oh, let's um, I'm taking my kids to the park. Do, do you want to come? Do you want to? So they, you know, so you at least interact. So you can, it can, you can mm-hmm. do it like in baby steps. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think as soon as you can, you start mixing the kid, putting the kids into the mix, because you need to know mm-hmm. if this is going to get serious. You need to know what this is going to look like. Yeah. You need, I need that person to, to be around my kids. I need to see how they interact with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be dating for some, somebody for a year and ever introduce them to my kids. Right. And then once they get around my kids, they treat, they don't, they don't know how to act around my kids. They treat, mm-hmm. they talking to my kids weird or bad. Ooh, they like, whole, you know, like, and I'm like, who are, I don't even know who you are. Like you, yeah. you see, you get to see a different side of a person. Sure. So sure. if your kids are the, are going to remain a constant. So 
Mm-hmm. As, as soon as you know it's getting serious, like mm-hmm. start introducing them and bringing them into the equation. Like, cause like you said, it's not, this, this may not work. It may not work for the other person once they meet your kids. It might not, it might not jail. Well, they might be like, listen, you know, you got, you know, like, or mm-hmm. I've heard it like a lot of the, um, some of the women I coach or even that I speak with, they was like, ah, the kids gotta be babies. Like, <laughs> or they gotta be older. Like they have a preference of the type mm-hmm. of child they can, <laughs> or children they can deal with. Cause they're like, uh, they're like, if it's a baby, I don't want to be changing diapers and stuff, you know, or whatever. Or of course they want children of their own. And so they're, they're thinking of like yeah. the dynamics of the older child and if they have, yeah. so it's, it's a whole thing, you know, <laughs> It's a you're whole free thing. to you free to have your preferences, <laughs> right? You 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 free to have your preferences, and just know that that's gonna shorten, that's gonna minimize your dating pool and your options, right? Yeah. So you're definitely free to have your preferences. It is because, like you said, if you say I don't want somebody who got teenagers, like because mm-hmm. maybe you you know yourself, right? Maybe you're not equipped to deal with what teenagers bring, yeah. like the problems, and you're like, you know what? I don't want that drama in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's you free to have your preferences. Yeah. As long as you understand, that's gonna that's gonna limit your dating options. Now, talk about and maybe you've probably this is probably coming from some of your uh, your clients that you may have worked with, but um, bringing the news that you're dating someone or that is serious to the other parent, like mm. and them po- possibly not agreeing with it, or maybe mm. they they're like, I don't know about her, I don't know about him. Like, you know, the kind of deal. They're mm-hmm. leery about this other person. How do you yeah. handle that? You know, you're sure about them. You know, you're comfortable with them. They met the kids, they all that. But now you didn't, they saw they're like, uh-uh. Like, yeah, this, I don't trust right, this, So this is given, this <laughs> this response is given the fact that you are cordial with your kids, with your co-parent, yeah. right? And y'all communicate well. Yeah. Like, I would, I'm going to leave the option open. Like if you're not comfortable, like you, you can meet, you want to meet mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I want y'all can sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Like that's how, I, that's how I feel. Like, Ooh, that's big. you know what I'm saying? Like I want to, you, you're going to be around my kids. I want to meet you. Mm-hmm. Like my, my, my kid's mom, the, her, her boyfriend now, like when they were started seriously dating, like, yeah, I want to know him. I want to meet him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, let's, let's, let's have a conversation. He going to yeah. come to the baseball game. Like I'm a rap, I'm a rap with him. Yeah. And yeah. So um I don't if if everything is cool and copacetic, I should be okay with them meeting each other. Mm-hmm. But like but that but like some, everybody is not in that type of situation. Some people are very in very toxic situations who yeah. dealing with a very contentious um, you know, co-parent. Yeah. And that in that case, like some of those root those rules don't apply. Sure. Right? The meeting with the um, other person and trying to sit down with them, that ain't gonna happen. It ain't even yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because you're gonna act a fool. Look, if you like, if I already know you're gonna act a fool, then then it's gonna be then it's different, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, because your history has shown this is how you act in the past. No, nah, we're not doing that. Like, I trust them. You just gonna have to trust my judgment, and I'm gonna have to trust yours. Yeah, right? that's it. It's gonna have to just. Right? That's, that's just how it's gonna have to be. Yeah. Right? I'll I'll let you. I'll make you. I'll let you as a courtesy. I will let you know that I'm dating somebody, and that they they are gonna be around the kid when they're gonna be around the kids, but. If you've been acting a fool, I don't need, I don't need to meet each other because you because you're not act. Because <laughs> you, you need to stop it right there because yeah. it's, it's not going to work. So basically, mm-hmm. you just saying like just trust. You have to trust me. Basically, you have to trust whoever is in that type of relationship, and the other parent is not. You know, they just 
can't ain't with it they're off the handle type of person they just you just know it's kind of like listen you know because you have to move on yeah. you know like you have to move on and sometimes they're holding on to something i don't know what they're holding on to you know <laughs> what it might be yeah. they're holding on to something and they don't want to see you you know just be great you know yeah yeah they're trying to control how you so a lot of those situations people are still trying to control how you live your life Mm-hmm. And, and and you gotta you can't you can't allow that right you gotta move on you gotta live your life um you you are you deserve to be in a good happy healthy relationship so mm-hmm. if they can't deal with that, that that's their problem to deal with yeah have you ever had a situation where you had to work with someone and the other parent just wasn't involved at all like and and where they're trying to make something happen and so now this so basically this person is I'm going to talk about from this angle, this person's okay. dating, you know, I have a, you know, I had someone who she's dating a guy who had children and the other parent just was not involved. Just she, she, the mom just was not there. And, or I'll, I'll stop right there. Cause I have another situation, but the other parent just wasn't involved. And mm-hmm. so they're like, I don't know, you know, how I should, how I view that, you know what I'm saying? So what, from the person that's dating that person, like how should they perceive that if they're going into a, a relationship and the other, maybe, and, and it could be where, you know, they just, they, they broke up or the the mom just is not, is not there or whatever it is, however they broke up. But if I'm dating you and I know that this is, this is out there, it's a weight that, that, that the, that I might be feeling because I have to step into that role now. I might, I'm most likely going to have to be the stepmom and knowing that the mom is not there, like mm-hmm. give your perspective on that. What's your take on that? How could you go about that particular relationship if that's the case? Well, I think like communication is the answer to, to most of these things, right? Like you, I have to, so first I got to know for myself, am I prepared to do that? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I prepared to take on this role as a potential stepmom to whoever, you know, however many kids there may be? Yeah. Secondly, I need to I need to find out what this other person's expectations of me are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't expect that from me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I can't. The one thing I cannot do is I can never make. I can never assume anything. Yeah. Um, so I can't go into in a situation and assume you just want you want me to be a stepmom. You want me to come in and, and teach them how to you know. Right help them do laundry you want me to cook meals prepare lunches and all this find out what what this person expects of you mm-hmm. like what like what do you, as your partner what do you need what do you need from me what are your expectations for as far as my role in your in your kids life mm-hmm. right and and let them express what their expectations are and you determine whether or not you can deal with that mm-hmm. whether or not that's something that you you're ready for mm-hmm. and then you get to make a decision mm-hmm. like this is either this is for me or it's not for me mm-hmm. Right. So like, but what I can't do is I can't make any assumptions. I can't assume that just because the, the kids are with you and that, oh, maybe you like you, you hard to deal with because they might, it's your fault that they mom not around or your daughter, the other person not around. Like what's wrong, what's, up with you? what's wrong? What did you do that make this other parent not want to come around? Like, I can't, I can't assume anything. Yeah. I just, I ask I, if I, if I do have assumptions, I, I do my best to resolve those assumptions mm-hmm. with questions Oh, that's good. And I think that's, that's the key right there. Um, I know that there is, I was, I didn't know how to dive into that. I remember when I was dating out there dating before I met my husband and I was open to dating 
men with children, I was scared to ask questions because I didn't know what to ask. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to ask to get to the point. So if I knew he was a good father, like what happened in the relationship, is this going to be, I don't, I don't want no baby mama drama. I just want to date mm -hmm. you. I want to be there for yeah. the kids. Like it was so much that went on in my mind where I didn't yeah. even know how to ask certain questions that I needed to see if it was, you know, cause yeah. I, all I dated was men with no children. And so it's a part of, of, it was a part of me that's like, there's a huge weight there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so how do you ask those questions? Like, when natural. did you start asking those questions like that? Like, and what type of, you know, what type of questions should you, I know I threw a lot of, of stuff. No, you could. I think, I think that's normal. And like, I think you got to, for me, I think like you got to do whatever you can to stop the, the inner chatter, the inner noise. Right. Cause like these are these, these things that you're saying, like, I don't know how to ask it. Like, I'm wondering this, I'm wondering that. Mm -hmm. There's no way to resolve that. Like all the, you know, all you're doing is going to go keep spinning in your own mind. Mm -hmm. So like, when you dating somebody, mm -hmm. I think I gotta. For me personally, I I need to be able to communicate with people, mm -hmm. right? And if this is, and if you're somebody who I can't communicate with and ask like questions that's gonna impact me, mm -hmm. then that that seriously impacts my uh, my my one desire to even date you, mm -hmm. right? So if so, can we talk about hard things? Yeah. Right. That's a that's part of the criteria that uh, that I expect in a partner. Can we talk? Can we discuss hard things? Yeah. And if we can't, then that's that maybe that's an eliminator for, for me even being with you. Mm -hmm. Right. But one of the but if you but everybody is not the same. Right. So I can't expect everybody to be like me. Yeah. But what I can ask a question that I can ask is, hey, look, listen, there's a lot of there are a lot of things that I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. Are there any questions that are out of bounds? Mm. right like tell like what is there is, are there any topics that you feel uncomfortable discussing yeah. and what what are what are my kind of like what are my left and right limits like let me know is there anything that's out of bounds because i have because i'm curious about i like you and i'm curious about some things mm -hmm. and so see how open they are to communicating with you if they yes. give you a free pass mm -hmm. right if they say no nothing's out of bounds like ask me what you want to ask me i'm an open book all right you get here we go like mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask what i want mm -hmm. so see how open somebody is like because you know, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you don't want to go because you don't want to rub like people coming on the first on dates. You know, you don't you don't know people like they they might might be. You don't want to rub somebody the wrong way if you don't have to. Exactly. Right? So, but it's best to just, what, they're, what they're comfortable with. Yeah, and that's the key. Just having those, you got to have those hard conversations, especially if you're trying to bring someone else into your life. And you're trying to invite them in. You know, you got to mm -hmm. have some point of vulnerability that has to be met. And so I want to know, like, how is a relationship? Like, what happened? You know, like, mm -hmm. what, what, and yeah. it's not to get too deep in the right. details, but sometimes you got to know, because I'm like, what am I getting it myself into is what we really mm -hmm. want to know. We yeah. want to know, like, what am I about to <laughs> see or not see? Is she okay with, yeah. with you and me? Like, you know. <laughs> you you got to get good. So asking good questions is a skill, mm. right? Like, it's a skill to be able to ask good questions. Yeah. So my... If you ask somebody about a relationship, um, you know, one, a good question you could ask somebody if you're trying to find out about like about their relationship. If you ask somebody, how, well, you know, why did the relationship end? If they only saying negative stuff about the other person, that might be kind of a red flag. Mm -hmm. So you can follow up a question like, OK, well, do, um, well, a good question you could follow up with is to see what they're going to say is, um, if, well, looking back on your relationship, like what could you have done differently? 
Mm. Is there anything you feel like you could have done differently to, you know, and just see what they say. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And if somebody who refuses to take any accountability or blame, like that's for me, that's like a red flag. Like (laughs) you say, I could have nothing. I could have did differently. I, I was perfect. Yeah, like <laughs> I did nothing rare, wrong. Very rarely is that the case. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's good. And that's the communication. And I like how you said good communication is a skill. And um, I feel like out there right now, it's, it's a lot of just the communication is off when it comes to that period. Communication is mm-hmm. off. It's, it's not there. I'm trying to get the answers. You're not giving me the answers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to fill you out and you're, you're something's missing. You're not. And a lot of times I hear from it from the woman's point of view is that the men aren't communicating to them. Like it's, it's a block there. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you not asking me stuff? Like ask me something mm-hmm. about me, like get to know me. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> the surface stuff, you know? So, so a lot of things, like sometimes, like, so I, I teach, I give a, um, I do a workshop on crucial conversations. Right. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things people, a lot of times people don't know how to ask good questions right? or they don't know how to ask. There's a thing called open and honest questions, right? So, and you want to be able to ask open and honest questions. So what that means is you're asking a question. Um, can you hear my dog work? <laughs> so, Just slightly, like, but it's okay. Yeah. So it's okay. one of the things you, one of the things you have to be able to ask Somebody need to get that under control. Like you, so the 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 hallmark and the key to opening on this question yeah. is that the asker of the question can't possibly know the answer, mm. right? So wow. I'm asking this question with just like genuine curiosity. So as I was saying, people aren't really good at asking questions. So they might a question that you, people ask questions a lot that put people on a defense, right? Mm. Oh, you might be on a date with somebody and they tell you they broke up with their ex. So no, oh, did you cheat on her? <laughs> what did you do? Did you cheat on? Like that's like oh. that's not an open and honest question, right? That's like a that's a question that puts somebody on a defense. Sure. Right, and it's like okay, like why is it? instead of asking like an open open question, like yeah. oh, so tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. All right, like tell me more about that. Like tell me what happened. Um, what was it? What would you say is the cause of your relationship ended? Like something like that to where it's not like a like a judgment type question or like mm. something like that. Mm. So you have to um have to give another example because you because you don't know why. Like a lot of people ask questions that come from stem from their own experience. Yeah, they project it. Right. They're projecting, uh-huh. right? So for example, if you if you were if your parents got divorced and um right, and my parents also got divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was really horrible for me, mm-hmm. right? And like, as soon as your parents got divorced, I was like, "Oh man, that must have been that must have been pretty horrible, huh?" Mm-hmm. I'm projecting onto you, mm-hmm. right? Because it was horrible for me. Got you, right? So, because it was horrible for me, like everybody whose parents get divorced must be horrible. Huh? That must have been really horrible. Yeah. But you might have. It might not have been horrible for you, mm-hmm. right? It might, you might have been happy that your parents got divorced because you saw them fighting for years mm-hmm. and you couldn't wait till they got divorced, mm-hmm. right? So an open and honest question in that scenario would be, how did that make you feel, mm-hmm. right? And you and then you then you have the floor yeah. to answer it, like how, how it actually made you feel, That's right? Good. How did that make you feel? Oh, actually, you know what? I was glad. I couldn't wait till they got divorced. Mm. You know what I mean? 
And like, instead, like, oh man, that, that must've been horrible. My parents got divorced too. So I don't know. Now you, now you might feel like you have to feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't make a celebrity. So ask open and honest questions. Ask, ask better questions, people. Ask better questions, both women and men out there. Please do just ask better questions. We gonna, I'm gonna have to, we gonna have to teach a, a course on asking better questions. It sounds like, <laughs> no, for sure, people need it. Like a, a lot of people one. do. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so I just, I want to get your take on this too, on um, dating and finding out that the person that you're dating isn't an active parent. Um. And you're like, okay, how should I take this? Because there's there's a, there's a lot of reasons, and some some is not necessarily because it's not active, but as far as long distance is concerned, so it's hard, you know, traveling, getting to see the kids, that could be one of the things. But also, maybe yeah. they're in town, they live in the neighborhood, okay, mm-hmm. and you're now wanting to get to know this person, and you're dating, and you're like, oh, you haven't heard them, you heard them say children, you know, or kids or a child. Or whatnot, and and you're like, well, I haven't heard much about them. You know, they haven't said anything about their children, or they say that I haven't seen them. I don't know. Like, what's your take on that? Like, should you continue with the person? <laughs> should you? Should you? I side eye that. Is that a side eye? Yeah, yeah. like it depends on like, man. That for me, mm-hmm. for me, I need obviously. I always I'm the type that always I always need more information. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. if I know and see that you are not actively in your child's life that is a huge red flag for me yeah. like um no we like you're not somebody who i want to date yeah if you, like if you just if you tell me like okay oh well you know they you know the other parent don't let me see him or something like that and i'm like okay i'm i need more information right i'm not gonna make a judgment based on just one thing right because there's always two sides to a story right or three sides some people people say mm-hmm. right um so, but if you if you're not doing nothing to try to be involved in your kids' lives, and it's like you just like you don't get you don't gave up or something, like I'm like, no, th- you. That's when you, that's when you become a um an active contributor in whatever happens, whatever else ha- whatever else happens. Like you become, you know, a willing participant, and whoever this person is, wow. like you, you like. You, you've seen part of their character. Mm-hmm. You've seen that they don't take care of their kids or they're not involved in their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Like, then you really have to manage your expectations. And, and like, you know, and I see a lot. I see a lot of people who have children mm-hmm. with people who are, who have, who also have children that they are not a part of their lives. Oh. And, they, and they, and they wonder, and they're, and, and they can't understand why they're not active in their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what did you expect? Like what we thought? What did you expect? They already they you, they showed you who they were, right? Like they already got kids and they don't take care of them, and now you and you had a child with this person and expected them to take care of your child. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's it's foolish, right? Like I understand that people do it, and like I, you know, and I don't say that in a judgmental way. I just yeah. it's but it's but it's foolish to to mm-hmm. think to think that yeah. um, things are going to be different. Yeah, and that's huge right there because it's like you said something big is it's the character. It's already the character trait. You already talked you talked about in the beginning how um being a leader, you know, being a father is a leader. 
and um and it's like if you see that and you see that they're not in some way shape or form trying to fight at least you know it's got to be a fight somewhere you know it's got to be a fight it's the it's the whole hands up thing that i see a lot of times where they're like she don't let Mm -hmm. me i'm like i I get that but (laughs) it's always a but you know i get that but what you what you doing you know what you're doing you know, what or he won't let me, you know, norm- normally it's the other way around. I never really heard too much cases where, <laughs> where yeah. the, um, the woman trying to um, fight as much, but. Uh. And if there's anybody out there like that, if you listen to this and you, and you in a situation where you can't see your kids, mm-hmm. like a lot of people like, so in my ministry, a lot of people say, well, I don't have the money for a lawyer. Go and represent yourself. Like, I don't like, do, do something, do whatever you can. A lot of men, there's a lot of men out there that represent themselves, right? Like if you go and you want and you want custody of your children, if you are, a, if you know you a, a a good person and you know you hold you got you hold down a job, you got a decent living, you got you got somewhere that the kids can come and live and stay when they when they come see you. Yeah. Go represent yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And just say, I want to see my kids. Mm-hmm. File a petition, file for custody, whatever you gotta do. Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. Like don't make excuses. And don't 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 sit on your hands and don't and and do nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's too important. Being fatherhood is too important. Um, or just parenthood, like you know, for, for moms too. Like, yeah. But I'm just like I said in my experience, I've seen a lot of dads just like sit back, and like, oh, she don't let me see the kids. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you? What are you? <laughs> what are you you got to do something. Are you, you doing anything? Do and there's a lot of people that help you. I, I didn't realize how much help is out there until I started mm-hmm. working in the field um, to help you uh, handle your court case and handle mm-hmm. everything you need to, to represent yourself. Like it's people mm-hmm. out there that are willing to support you. Yes. <laughs> to do that. Yes. You just gotta there's ask a ton of help. information out there. You has got to ask for help. And that's hard too for some people. That's where that self-work that we've been talking about this whole mm-hmm. podcast coming. Yeah. If you if you know you got a problem helping asking for help, yeah. that is getting in the way of you you and that's getting in the way of you being an active father or parent in your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Go get help for that. Go get help for that. Go get help for that. So Anthony, as we are coming to a close, I want to ask you about your coaching program, you know, and what you actually do for um the fathers. It's mainly fathers, right? Or is it do you it's, it's fathers and my most of my clients okay. most of my clients right now are women actually. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> when, women are more like in my in my experience, women are more likely to seek help than men. Ah, we just talked about good. We just said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your your dads need to get off your butt and get help. Listen, <laughs> come on, man. And he here too. Look at listen to him. He's knowledgeable about everything. So take us on a journey um about like some of the elements that someone would get in your program. Like how would they how are you helping them through this co-parenting journey? What is what are some of the things you talk about with them, you discuss with them? So every um every client every client's program is different cuz like they I'm going to I'm going to create there's some things that we may do and going to do with most people, right? But like I'm going to take your situation and I think that's what why I think what I do is kind of unique. It's like I, I very I really pride myself on really listening because my first session, if you sign up for with coaching for me, my first session does not count towards what you pay for. Like it's so it's essentially like my first session is an hour and a half, and we just get I get to know you, right? So that's after we do a consultation. That's after whatever my first session, 
we just get to know you. Like ask, I need to ask any, all the questions. I'll get all the background information. Um, you can ask me any questions you want to ask me about what is this program is going to look like. And then we develop a plan specific to you in your situation. Okay. Right. Like what is your, what is your, what are your main issues? Right. Are you having problems setting boundaries? Is this person not being active in your kids' lives? Um, are they, you know, what, what's going on? All right. And then, uh, we just, we help you navigate those roadblocks. And most of the time, a lot of it is me helping people figure out how they're getting in their own way. Ah. All right. So, wow. um, because a lot of people, they come and they tell me everything that makes it difficult to co-parent with this person. Mm -hmm. Right. But have you ever asked yourself what makes it difficult to co-parent with you? Right. And, and so we, we, we navigate we navigate it from every angle. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. I'm not going like you know. But I'm definitely going to be as supportive as I can. Like I'm. I'm like in the trenches with you. Yeah. Right. Um. And it's just like because I love what I do, and I'm going to help you. And not only because I have a background in you know I'm a, a master resilience trainer. From you know I'm a you know took a lot of leadership courses and training. Mm -hmm. You know more my military experience. Yeah. And I'm helping you become the best version of you mm. while we're working on your co-parenting relationship, mm. right? Like my, my client, my long, my, my longest client that I have, mm -hmm. we, she was having a hard time dealing with her ex because mm -hmm. he was just very controlling. Mm. And after a month of working together, mm -hmm. we stopped talking about him completely, wow. right? And we don't even talk about him anymore. Mm. we've been working on her marriage we've been working on her relationship with her kids we've been working on getting her back in shape we've been working on like it's like now that because of what happens in a lot of with, especially with, with the like with the moms that i've seen mm -hmm. they get caught up in being a mom and like they lose themselves so and which is which is easy to do yeah being a mom because yeah, right? it's all yeah. <laughs> especially if your especially if your kids is active, they in sports, they in extracurriculars, mm -hmm. they got all that stuff going on at school, and you just like I'm a mom. Like that's when you when you ask a mom like how you, how do you, like who are you? I'll say I'm a mom first. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm a mom. So who are you outside of being a mom? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's hard to ask a like hard question to answer for moms. Like who are you outside of being a mom? So if that's something you're struggling with, we figure that out. Mm -hmm. Who are you outside of being a mom? What do you love? What are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. um, what are your values? Let's 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 explore all of these things, and let's make let's get you to a place in your co-parenting relationship where you found peace and acceptance, mm -hmm. um, where you've worked on everything you can work on, and then you found peace and acceptance for what is right and the things you cannot change, mm -hmm. um, because that's super important. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because like when you're co-parenting, because what happens if you're co-parenting and the other person is not doing their part? Mm -hmm. Right. Like as I always like to say, it's like preparing a meal. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you parenting is like preparing a meal, and like both parents bring in their different ingredients, right, to raising this child. Like we work. I'm good at this. You're good at that. We're bringing our ingredients. Right. But what happens if the other parent doesn't show up with their ingredients? You still have to prepare the best meal you can possibly prepare with the ingredients that you have. Mm. So, so that's what we do. Um, that's good. I like that analogy that you made with the ingredients, mm. and it's it's something because um, I've noticed 
in a um and with family that time it was time that healed the relationship without mm-hmm. like they didn't they didn't have anybody to talk to they didn't have a coach they didn't have that it was time but I also know that there was some some broken pieces within the 20 year relationship the kids grown they in college yeah. moved out the house they have their own kids all the things but still there's never there's never was repair with yeah. that or repair within themselves so the self-work still wasn't really done they just moved on they might have got married yeah had other kids and so it sounds like what you're doing is helping them along the journey um with their kid with their kids now you know if they, they could be young they could be older or whatnot but still just being able to get them back to themselves so they can be whole yeah. so they can be healed yes. in a way to where they can still live life freely i still i still feel like there's still bondage you know <laughs> If you yeah. never do it, you never get the assistance, the help. There's still right. bondage there. There's still hurt there. There's still some things going on there. And 20, 30 years, 40 years down the road, it's still something there that you never got fixed. So why not yeah. repair it now? Why not yeah. start now and get repaired now? You know? <laughs> exactly. That's what co- that's what coaches and, and counseling does for you. Like you, yeah. you might you might you may be able to get to a great if you're intentional, you'll be able to get to a good place in your co-parenting relationship. Maybe you can get there in five years, yeah. but if with a coach, maybe you get there in one, right? Like you, so, so just do it. Like if you do like, it. where do you value? Like you got to figure out where you value, where you place value in these things mm-hmm. um, and what you're spending your money on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, based on what you value. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So you got a book, sir. We, you got some things happening that's out here that people need to know about. Tell us the things. What's going on in your world? How can people get this amazingness that you offer? Tell us all about you and what and what people can do to get connected with you and get this book and what the book's about, all the stuff. All right. So I don't know if you post a video to this, but this is my book right here. Okay. But it's not about you, right? Um, these are my 10 principles, right, that I think mm-hmm. um, that you need to establish a strong co-parenting foundation, like right, so you and your kids can thrive. And... And those ten, so I have ten principles, and then there's a bonus chapter. If you want, if you feel like your co, if you feel like your your co-parenting situation is good, and you want to take it to a next level, mm-hmm. and I also have a chapter called "A Message for the Hopeless." Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who feel like they'll never be able to co-parent with mm-hmm. with the with their with the care child's mom or their child's father, sure. so there's a message for the hopeless in there. Oh, um, so I wanted this book to be a very a, a quick and easy read. To even people who don't feel like they're readers, that they could pick it up and like, you know, I could read this over the weekend. And like, and I want it to be as easy to read as possible. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be something that when you read it, it brings out more questions in you and you want to know more and you want them to seek out help and more like information. So um, I didn't put everything in there. Okay. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to, my next book is going to be, I get the first person I'm telling this, my next book is going to be just for fathers. Um yeah and but like i'm also going to go i'm going to use this book to ask my readers how like how can i go deeper and i want to go deeper in the next one and i take a really deep dive into co-parenting and just figure out all the issues people are experiencing and put them i'll put that all into one like a, a bigger book awesome. and go take a deeper dive so but yeah it's like we talk about communication we talk about mm-hmm. scheduling all this stuff in, in this book um and um my my tenth principle, which is my favorite, which I don't think people like talk about a lot with co-parenting, mm-hmm. is empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we it's a very important skill to have is is is, is empathy. 
you know, I think we should all have that when it comes to our co-parenting relationships with just in life in general. Oh, that's so good. Oh, y'all, this book, if y'all, come on, if y'all don't go and grab this book now, I know you, yeah. you're listening like, I'm not in a co-parenting, I'm not doing, buy for somebody else, but you know, yeah, some, you somebody, know somebody, okay, or Amazon. read it. <laughs> Read it's it. On, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, visit the, the links if you follow me on social media. I'm okay. the co-parenting coach on TikTok. I'm okay. AJ, the co-parenting coach on Instagram. Okay. And um, and my website is um, the co-parentingjourney.com. Um, co mm -hmm. So you can get my book on my website as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my links to, you know, you go to my social media, you get the links to my podcast, all my stuff. So awesome. yeah, you can reach out to me anyway. Um, that works for you. And y'all, we're going to post it in the description, the the link to how you can reach out to him if you're needing assistance with anything, or you want to be coached by him, you want to get access to whatever he's offering. And also we'll post the um the book link as well. So y'all can grab that book and buy two for yourself and for somebody else. Okay. <laughs> they, need to get this. they need to get this. This is so important. I'm I'm personally probably going to buy something, some one for my for my family members. Cause if you say it's a quick read, because I was in my mind, I was like, is he gonna read it? Like it's a, quick, it's a quick read like i'm gonna do i'm gonna i need to do um the audio book i'll be doing that soon oh audio who, yeah i'm gonna do an audio version for it because i'm an audio book listener i'm i'm, I'm okay. i do audio books that's all i listen to is audio books yeah. i like i take notes when i'm doing audio book though mm -hmm. but i don't know i just i prefer audio books okay okay so it's gonna be your voice on it you're gonna be reading yeah, it? Yeah. okay because sometimes they have yeah. people in there you like, nah, i feel like it gotta be my, i feel like it gotta like, be my voice um <laughs> so but you can get it like right now you can get it the the heart the the paperback okay. and kindle um yeah. but uh but yeah but i'll, I'll do i'm gonna do audiobooks soon oh that's amazing thank you thank you thank you anthony for being here for discussing the journey to co-parenting what it looks like how we can navigate those waters you know how we can navigate dating and relationships really communication is key it sounds like um and really trying to really you know just do it the right way if you can try to do it the yeah. right way if y'all have questions about that and y'all are like okay i don't i want to be able to do it the right way this is anthony's here He's the, yeah. Yeah. and, the, and, and, and be, when you say that the right way, like I put that in, I put that in quotes because okay. the right way is not, doesn't look the same for everybody. It doesn't look the so same. You, you got to do the right way, given your circumstances, yes. right? Oh, so right. it's yes. very situational. So you got, yeah. so right looks different for, for everybody. Right. So don't, don't judge yourself based on somebody else, what somebody else's co-parenting relationship looks like. And if you can never get to that point to where like me and my kids, mom is where everything is excellent and where yeah. we communicate really well, like it may not get there. So right can be different for everybody. That is good. That's key. I really appreciate you being here today and talking with us. Y'all, it's been real. It's been good. If you have any questions, you know what to do. The link is in the description to reach out to us. Please comment, leave a review, do whatever you do, like, share. If you know this conversation was needed for somebody in your life share it with them they're going to need this they're going to be blessed by it so i appreciate y'all for tuning in to when marriage and purpose collide peace out y'all peace Bye. thank you for tuning into when marriage and purpose collide podcast click on the link in the description to learn a little more about us subscribe and send a review on your takeaways or any new insights you have gained in this episode see you back here for our next episode peace